0: Welcome to Inspiration Rising. I'm your host, David Trotter, and we're here to inspire you to rise up in your life, love, and leadership. Before we get to our guest today, I want to share with you a free resource that I've created with you in mind. I'm not sure if you've tried meditation or not, but it's having quite the surge in popularity these days, as I'm sure you know. Well, for years, I've been leading groups of people through guided meditation to experience breakthroughs in their way of thinking, and I wanted to create something for you. If you go to insporising.com forward slash five minutes, that's insporising.com forward slash five minutes, you'll get access to five meditations that are only five minutes each. I'll send you one meditation per day for five days, and we'll meditate together on five different words that I think we could all use more of in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, and kindness. So you can get this by going to insporising.com forward slash five minutes. It's absolutely free. You can sign up. And if you want to, you can swipe up on your phone if you're using an iPhone. And it's right there in the show notes. The link is insporising.com forward slash five minutes. And we can meditate together. Well, today I want to introduce you to someone very special. Her name is Jeannie Pepper Bernstein, and she's the mother of Blaze Bernstein. In January of 2018, I started seeing Facebook posts about a college student who went missing in Orange County, California, where my family and I live, and the search for Blaze gripped our county and even our nation for an entire week. People came out in droves trying to find him. Unfortunately, the search ended with finding his body, and all evidence points to this being a hate crime because Blaze was gay. You can watch an entire 48 Hours episode online that documents the search and the crime. But I was honored to speak with Jeannie, his mother, to learn more about how they are honoring his memory through a foundation and a pay it forward movement called Blaze It Forward. So let's jump into my conversation with Jeannie. Well, Jeannie, thank you so much for taking some time to hang with me today.
1: Well, thanks for having me. I'm excited
0: to spread our message So for those of us who didn't have the opportunity to know him, tell us more about Blaze.
1: Well, my son was, uh, um, he was a really interesting, charismatic, uh, brilliant young man. He went to an Ivy League school, the University of Pennsylvania. He went there to become, uh, I mean, the idea was he would become a doctor. He started there in a very advanced um, microbiology program. Very advanced program. He would receive a master's in four years. It was, um, it was a really difficult program. So difficult that halfway through the, his first year, he decided he, it wasn't for him. He wanted to continue um, in science. He still wanted to be a doctor, but he was going to take it slow, and I was delighted. I, I didn't see a need for him to, to rush and to make life difficult. I just wanted him to enjoy his education but that was kind of who he was. He was so busy at school. He, was, um, he ended up um, being given the um, editor position of the UPenn's food magazine, which was fantastic. And it was called Pen Appetit. And uh, just a fantastic magazine, beautiful color magazine. He was the editor of that.
0: Not too many colleges that have yeah. a magazine devoted to food. That's incredible.
1: Yes. Well, they have an incredible writer's program at the Kelly Writers House, which he was also a part of. He was the first, as far as they know, high school student to ever be published in their literary magazine. So and he actually submitted the essay he ended up submitting for his college application there. He submitted that for publishing in that journal and he was published. They Uh never even knew that when he was given admission. So was kind of, he was that kind of a kid, just really ahead of the curve on a lot of, a lot of fronts.
0: Yeah. Amazing. And I know he attended Orange County High School of the Arts uh, <laughs> here in Orange County. My son actually attends there now as a sophomore and uh-huh. uh, he's in the film and television conservatory. So mm-hmm. um, I resonate with, you know, that part of his life and know what, what he went through going there. It's a, an amazing school, isn't it?
1: Yes, it's, a, it's an incredible school, just the diversity of art that is there. And the fact that your son is making movies, and some kids are learning ballet and, and uh, Mexican folk dancing. So there's <laughs> quite a lot of things you can learn there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Help, help me um, understand, in the weeks following his passing, how did you and your husband and your other children cope with the loss? What was that journey like? Because
1: this wasn't like a typical situation where somebody dies. I mean, we were dealing with um, just like a mystery. Like, where was our child? Why didn't he come home? And then, you know, in the days that followed, we were actively helping law enforcement to figure it out. And they eventually did figure it out. Um, So in those days leading up to knowing what happened, I think that uh, my husband and my children and I, we just, I think we're really, really just not wanting to believe that it was possible. So I think we kind of went through a period of time where we were just really just not believing that it was possible could possibly be us. You just can't believe it when something like this happens, that, that this is really happening. Um, and as the days went on, we had so many people that wanted to help us. I cannot tell you how many people were knocking on our door bringing food. Calling, showing up. Um, our house was full of people 24 7, just there to do anything. I had people coming, massage therapists that would show up. Some of them were massage therapists who just decided to come over and give us some massages. And some were paid by our friends. So it was really, um, it was a really interesting time because we got to see such incredible acts of kindness towards our family that made us feel so loved and cared for and not just by our friends, but by people we didn't know. So um, I think that was part of coping with it was just kind of allowing ourselves to just accept all of this. Mm. It's not always easy to accept gifts from people. It's difficult even when you need them. Mm -hmm. So that was a very humbling experience to realize that we could take these gifts. And uh, at some point though, we knew that we were going to have to stop like even like all the meals. I mean, people wanted to bring a meal for months. And finally, after about a month, I said, this has to stop now. We have to be normal again. Mm. And it's not normal to have people showing up with a meal every day. I said, thank you. But but it's just part of being normal is doing those things for yourself. And we're trying to get back to that. So, but about 10 days into everything, um, my son's body was discovered, and the day that we knew that, my husband and I talked about it and said, you know, we should just ask people who are here if they will contribute instead of asking us what they can do for our family, if, they could, if we could channel that and harness it towards something bigger than us, that could actually do something impactful for somebody else that really needs help right now, that would make us feel good. That's going to make us feel better than anything anybody could do for us possibly. So we uh, talked about it and we thought, you know, we'd like to do something that could help the whole community because this wasn't just, um, even though a lot of people in our house, probably 75% of them were from the Jewish community, we wanted to do something for everybody because there were so many other kind people that had had come to help us. So we opted to do something for Orangewood, which is a local charity. And we asked people to donate to them. And that night, we crashed their servers. So many people wanted to donate money to Orangewood um, in Blaze's memory. And um, I think we raised $20,000 in just a few hours. That was really nice.
0: So powerful.
1: So that was was how we coped. We we just tried to make lemonade out of lemons.
0: Yeah. There was something almost, and this word doesn't, bring the full connotation to it but there was something almost viral about his missing the fact that he was missing I mean I was seeing people post on Facebook because a lot of my friends obviously are in Orange County because that's where I live you know saying keep your eye out look for this you know and I think the uniqueness of his name also contributed to the memory of that not that that's a viral but like wow this blade you know it was easy to kind of catch and remember um I'm not saying that that's the reason, but, you know, it just all contributes to it. Why do you think that that the, the community responded in such a profound way to him being missing and to your you as a family and the media? I mean, it just, it was a, I don't want to be, um, to downplay other people going missing, but people do, right? People go missing all the time. And there yeah. are, tra- there are tragedies all the time, but yet there was something really unique about this situation. I know you and your husband had to have talked about that. What, 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 was your thought? What are your thoughts on that? I
1: think that blaze was a symbol, I think, to a lot of people of what makes America great. And, um, I mean, we talk about, you know, our president says he's going to make America great again. And, um, you know, we all have like this dream that America could, is this ideal, could be this ideal place, you know, and where dreams come true. And I think that in some respects, place sort of represented that. I mean, he came from, you know, a very middle-class, a very nice place, but we raised him in a middle-class part of Orange County, which probably isn't easy to find. (laughs) It's such a a beautiful affluent place. Um, But, you know, we wanted our kids just to be exposed to diverse people and, experiences which is why blaze always went to a public school and uh that was our preference was for the kids to be in public schools so that they could really understand people of you know from everywhere and um he made he got into an ivy league school and he had a lot of gifts and he was given opportunities which are so important for people that have these gifts that they get them like to go to osha was just it changed his life i mean he he was a writer. He was very, very creative. Um, always, um, it a young boy, super creative and just really outside of the box thinker. And I knew that about him from the time he was very, very young. I used to, I never encouraged him to think that coloring within the lines of a coloring book was important. I always thought it was kind of interesting to see what went on when they colored outside of the lines. So that was kind of my philosophy. And, and I think it, it it helped him maybe to really become a full, creative, express person. Um, So, you know, when he, uh, when this Ivy League student, you know, went missing, and this is a kid that was really looking forward to going back to school and had so much going for him. I think that it was just like, you know, what's, what's going on in this country? You know, how could this happen to somebody who had, He was like our hope, like America's hope for the future. He was going to be a doctor. He wanted to help people. So many talents. It was so bright. And he was going to use all of that to help us, to help humanity. And it's like, what are we doing when we're not protecting the things that make us great? It's just such a tragedy.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. I think that that kind of, I think, resonates with people because everyone has dreams of their kids will reach their full potential and, and that ambition to do it. And he was doing it.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think one of the things that perhaps in the aftermath, you know, after these things happen, people don't necessarily continue to talk about it. Um, and one of the things that has come to light is uh, the individual's kind of more far right extremist views um, and, and, the fact that that still is part of the fabric of the United States, like that, that is part of the world that we live in, and um, I just love that what you're doing stands in the face of that. You know that is that 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 we are all about kindness, we are all about goodness, we are all about diversity, we are all about love, and so I just admire um, how you have responded. And so I, I think one of the questions that that comes to my mind so powerfully is. You could have gone down so many paths, Jeannie. You could have gone down the path of seclusion. You could have gone down the path of anger or, you know, uh, vengeance. Um, Not to say that all of those things aren't within you, because I think those are within all of us, um, especially as a parent. But why did you choose to go down the path of starting Blaze It Forward?
1: Oh, I think that I don't, I guess the logical mind, which I pride myself on being able to, you know, think in the face of very emotional, difficult situations. I'm an attorney by practice. And, um, and not to say that that makes me this way, but I just didn't see any, any efficacy in, um, in using whatever energies we have, whatever time we have left to do things that are negative and that would detract from the quality and the fiber of our lives. Um, I I don't believe that um, doing things that, um, that don't help the greatest number of people are useful things, useful. And I'm happy knowing that doing something good, using this platform to reach out to people and tell them, have you talked to your kids about acceptance? Have you told your child that it's okay that you, if they're gay? You're not sure if they are, but if they are, you're okay with it. But that is a completely fine way to be, and it's not an issue. I mean, if I could use the platform to do that, then I felt that now that's where my time and energy should be going. And for a lot of reasons, when I say, you know, there's some it's a good use of of our time, our energy, and it's who we are. It's just who we are. I, you know, we don't um, we don't take any pleasure from seeing somebody behind bars right now. That does nothing for us. And you know, even you know, when I talk to um, you know the district attorney's office about the case periodically, um, you know, I tell them, you know, I want you to, I want justice. I don't. I don't care when this trial happens. I just, I don't, I want to make sure that there is, that he is given a fair trial. um, And I want to, um, I don't really care what the outcome is to the extent that I just want to make sure that nobody is ever hurt again by anyone. And we don't, you know, he's, there's someone that's been charged with a crime, but that that doesn't mean that they're guilty. That's Mm -hmm. for the justice system to determine. Mm.
0: Talk to me about your faith and the role that your faith has played in your healing process.
1: Well, I couldn't say that we're very observant, religious Jewish people. We were, my husband and I were both raised in Jewish homes. He was raised um, by in a conservative Jewish home. His mother is a Holocaust survivor. And my family was more secular. Um, and I was raised very culturally Jewish. I went to Jewish camp. I I was in Jewish youth groups. Um, you know, we were, <laughs> some people call uh, secular Jews once a year Jews, because, you know, we might go to a synagogue once a year for a high holiday service. And that's really the only time that we would even participate. Uh, but we did celebrate, you know, cultural Jewish holidays. I know how to make all, all of the different kinds of Jewish traditional food, um, so, and we're very typical American Jews. I'd say, of the average, we're probably right in there. Uh, Faith-wise, you know, my husband and I both struggle. I think that we both we have. I, I mean, i I have always had a strong belief in God, um, and I've struggled with um, my my whole, you know, understanding and faith in the universe. Mm-hmm. So with this, I struggle, and I didn't go to, I didn't participate in anything relative to my faith this year. And when people would ask me about it, I would just say, "I'm very angry with God right now. Mm. So I'm taking a break, mm. and I don't know when I'm going to be feeling okay about it." But I, you know, I do have faith, and um, I don't think it it helps or hurts me in processing this. Or coping with it. I just think it's it's just part of who we are. Either you have it or you don't. And I I wish that there was some way I could believe that my son was in a better place or that this happened for a reason. But I truly do not believe those things. And it wouldn't matter if that if if somebody in that uh, I that I prayed with told me that I should believe that. I just won't believe that i can't believe that that's that's not part of my belief system, my personal values,
0: yeah, yeah, gosh, I love that honesty, Jeannie. that is so powerful when you talk about being angry with God, you know there are there are a lot of people who maybe feel like they'd like to be angry with God, but they don't feel like they have permission to be you mm. know like that's like that's something that's not okay. Why do you feel like? why what 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 permission you know have you given yourself or you know how does how does that come up in you where you go yeah yeah I am angry Uh,
1: I, I feel like we don't really understand anything and we are all here just trying to figure it out you're born you're given an identity and you're told what you are supposed to believe in and fight for and you'll fight to the death for it but why it's just something that someone told you. It's not something that you know for sure is real. It's not like the color of your eyes. An identity is something someone gives you. So, you know, even like these thoughts about, you know, God, you know, these are all things that we've been told. God hasn't made an appearance to any of us as far as I know. Um and we all have our own idea about you know about the universe and and, uh, and whether or not there is a benevolent creator or any creator, those are things that we, I think as humans struggle with, it's just part of being a human being. So I can be angry with God because that's my interpretation. That's how the universe works. Yeah. I'm supposed to, I mean, Hey, you know, there've been plenty of people in the, uh, in our Western religion that, you know, our patriarchs that were angry with God at one time or another. I'm sure, I'm certain that that's part
0: of our our folklore. Um, Especially in the Jewish tradition, for sure. Yes. So
1: I struggle. And if I wasn't struggling, then I would be more worried about my ability to deal with this crisis.
0: I uh, once had a professor tell me that by the very fact that you are struggling with it, by the very fact that you are deconstructing it and trying to reconstruct or, you know, that that's means that there's meaning there. There's great meaning for you because otherwise you just write it off.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that the human mind has to make sense out of everything. We will make sense of things. So something like this, when it happens is so, it just doesn't make sense with the universe that we've, All believe that we live in Mm -hmm. we want to believe that we live in a universe where there is justice and where bad things don't happen to good people and where there's some meaning and that maybe there's a plan for all of this and and that's you know something that I don't struggle with the idea that there is no plan I refuse to believe that there is a plan that involves the murder of innocent people Mm -hmm. And it's, it's actually frightens me when I hear smart people or people that should be thinking about these things more carefully before they say them. But when people say, have said things to me like there, you know, there's a plan for everything or God has a plan for everything. Well, I don't believe that. Mm -hmm. I don't think that there's a plan that involves the, the suffering and murder of innocent people. I think that that's a human construction and that that is a choice and that we can make choices to do things that are wrong, or we can make choices to do good. So I, uh, I, I really i really uh, would like to see people change their mind about that and stop just being complacent and accepting of bad things that happen because it doesn't have to be like that. Mm-hmm. We can make things better. We can change things. Mm-hmm. And if, if everything is set in stone, then why would our God want that? What fun would that be? Mm-hmm. It was already done. I mean, why? Why mm-hmm. any of it? But I tend to think that there must be some randomness here or there would be no
0: point to any of it. Hmm. When ultimately, but we have are to. just empty platitudes because someone doesn't know what to say. And they. my guess is that they're so confused by the loss of Blaze or the losses in their own life that rather than allowing it to... Um, have some randomness, allowing it to kind of float there, they need it to settle. They need to have a concrete meaning to it. So it makes them feel better. You know, it's like, if I can can put it in a box, then I'll feel better about it. Rather than saying, this is horrible. This is a tragedy. This is a mystery. Why did this happen? Ultimately asking the why we know just leads us down a dark hole. Uh, That is a a dark hole, the why of almost anything that happens negatively. Um, Yeah exactly
1: exactly and that's like what i'm when i say you know our minds just have to make sense of everything and i think that that's kind of how some people can very easily dismiss these things as well it's just a plan and i've actually had an argument with a rabbi and his wife about that this year because they made a similar statement to me they had lost a child um in a terrorist attack in israel Mm. and they were expressing their condolences to me and one of them said to me that you know this this was part of some plan. And I, and I called them out on it. And I said, no. I said, it's not part of the plan. I said, I don't believe that this was supposed to happen. I said to them that, yes, I think that the universe, that there are many patterns in this universe that we don't understand or see. And I think some people can see patterns better than others. So certainly there are things going on here that we don't understand. Maybe there are reasons for some things uh, but I don't believe that, that bad things should be happening all the time, uh, necessarily. And we did agree that perhaps there is a tapestry here, and on the back of that tapestry is what we see. We don't see the beautiful picture of it. We don't understand it, but we only see what is behind it. So that, I might agree with that, that that might be part of the pattern that we're seeing here.
0: There's a There's a huge unknown, a huge mystery. And for those who want to say this is what, you know, kind of the uh, uh, describing the picture with clarity, that can be very painful. Yes. Yeah. So Blaze It Forward, you started with this desire or an invitation for people to donate to Orangewood. And Orangewood, right. for people who don't know what Orangewood is, what what is it?
1: Well, Orangewood is a nonprofit organization that assists the county with the transition of children into the foster care system. So children that become orphaned or who uh, their parents are perhaps in custody or have lost uh, parental rights, these children will be taken by CASA and given clothing, food, educational opportunities while they're waiting to be placed into a foster home. And even if they go to college, some of these kids will get financial support from Orangewood because they don't have parents who can give them money so that they can, you know, go come home on for holidays even. Or wherever a home may be, they may need to go to Orangewood for their home.
0: Mm-hmm. It's so, an amazing, amazing organization. So it's super better. powerful that you guys have helped yes. them. As, as kind of the months move forward um, over the last year, you've done yes. multiple things through Blaze It Forward. And so tell me about some of the ways that you have carried on Blaze's legacy over the past year.
1: Well, we uh, were so overwhelmed by contributions from people to a fund um, that is custodied by the Jewish Community Center of Orange County, which is a charitable bank, and there is a fund there called the Blaze Bernstein Memorial Fund that, that is solely for the use of a uh, nonprofit organization. So money that goes into that account from the public can only go back out to a nonprofit organization. So we've used that money and channeled it towards um, the University of Pennsylvania's writing program at the Kelly Writers House to create an internship that would uh, fund uh, one student to come to California, a writer in the summer who otherwise could not afford to do so because California has some of the best writing opportunities for young writers. So that was uh, one of the first things that we did. We also created a college scholarship for um, a high school student that blazes it forward. And we gave that away to two students last year at OSHA, to graduating seniors, and we'll be setting that up again this year. Um, we also have the Blaze It Forward Facebook page, which um, is a fantastic group for people that are, want to find out about doing acts of kindness, who they can help, what they can do in their local community. And you can see what other people are doing. You can get involved in something locally, perhaps. And it's a great way to learn about doing intentional, kind acts for other people, whether they're on a big scale, whether they're with your community. Um, So that's a great thing that we've continued to. My husband and I and a few volunteers kept that up and going. Um, And And, I'm working
0: could. Yes. I can interject that that's over 20,000 people and it's actually a yes. Facebook um, group not yes. a Facebook page and so Correct. it's a it's a little bit of a different interaction it's better interaction than a Facebook page and Correct. there are lots of people that are posting inspirational things but that is at the heart of blaze it forward is it not just a desire to inspire yes. to do yes. intentional acts of kindness
1: yes yes the idea is um you know, people ask me, you know, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you just get up every day and you just keep doing this and going. And I'm like, well, because we're doing good things. And when you're doing good things, you have a reason to keep going. Even when things are hard and you're helping other people, it gets you out of your own head. And when you are suffering, you don't want to be there. You want to be helping someone who needs help more than you do. And, uh, and, you know, part of that too is learning to, um, when you help other people, you learn to accept people that are different. And when you, and you, it brings us together. It brings people together that are different ethnic groups, religious groups, political groups. We all can work together towards common goals of helping others. I think that's something we can all agree on.
0: Mm-hmm. And then on Martin Luther King Day, yes. uh, which is is the anniversary of Blaze's memorial service. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, we had his funeral that day. Um,
0: uh, so just a couple months back um, here in 2019, you held a special event on that day. Tell us more about that.
1: Yes, we uh, invited uh, all of our closest friends. So we ended up with over a hundred people that were volunteering with us at uh, Second Harvest Food Bank here in Orange County. And we packaged up all kinds of fruit, apples for Distribution to people that need that food desperately. So, um, Second Harvest Food Bank does a does it share of feeding a very significant portion of homeless and um, underprivileged people in Orange County. And uh, that was a really great thing. Made us all feel really good. Yeah, and that you know something that you can do anytime. You don't have to wait for that holiday. You know they need help all the time, and there are a lot of other places that need help. And I think going forward, I'd like to see more of these opportunities for communities to work together on projects that help, like really help other people. It -hmm. it makes us feel better, Mm -hmm. brings us
0: together. Do you have any specific plans uh, for this next year for Blaze It Forward that you want to share with people?
1: Well, one of the big things that I'm working on right now and I'm very excited about is um, following um, an incident at one of the local high schools here or like local high schools, there were quite a few students that participated in an anti-Semitic act um, about a month ago. And um, as part of that, one of the high schools approached us and asked us if we would help them create a Blaze It Forward club at the school. And we are in the process of helping to do that for the Newport Mesa Harbor High School right now. So I told them I'd like to see them come up with something, and we're going to work with them to to create something with the help of some tremendous resources that we have here in the county, like the LGBT Center of Orange County is helping, and I hope to get the help of some other really significant organizations as well, um, to create a club on the campus that would not only inspire people to, uh, children, to uh, participate in community service, but to do so in a place that is accepting and celebrating of differences and diversity. And that might be something that we really need in a place where there isn't enough diversity or enough learning going on about culture mm-hmm. and ethnicity.
0: Yeah. That is one of the things that I have been blown away by at, at OSHA, Orange County High School of the Arts. My daughter went to Newport Harbor High School, the high school you rep. Right. Oh, how interesting. And then my son goes to to OSHA mm-hmm. and OSHA, both are great schools, but OSHA is so focused on diver- diversity and the celebration of diversity. I've never seen anything like it in a really, just a really positive way, not even lifting up one, you know, group over another, which can seem to happen sometimes. It's just an amazing environment. Um, so let me ask you this. If people, and I've got a couple more questions for you, but this one in particular, if people want to join you in this effort, Maybe not necessarily at Newport uh high school, Newport Harbor High School, but just in terms of Blaze It Forward, how could they do that? How could they get involved with you?
1: Well, I think the best way um, is to follow what we're doing on the Blaze It Forward group on Facebook and follow me on Twitter, um, potentially, Jeannie Pepper Bernstein. I do post there occasionally what I'm doing, and that's a way to get a hold of me with your ideas. Um you can also um follow the Blaze Bernstein org website we occasionally post there the things that we're up to um, right now if um, if you are a student at a local high school or have a child there um, we are going to try to bring the blaze it forward club idea to more high schools in orange county next year as it unfolds and from there we'd like to get it to go nationwide so we're really proud of orange county because even though we have um, a need for this right now we also have the ability to spread a solution or one of many solutions to this, to the problems that we're seeing with having um, not enough diversity and education and understanding of differences. And, and I think that that's, this is the future. We have to learn to be kinder to each other. And Mm. and that's part of a a whole movement. I would like to be part of the kindness movement and it's coming.
0: That's beautiful. One last question for you. I, I would, like to invite you to speak to parents who may have a son or daughter who is processing their own sexuality. And, um, you know, maybe the parent is doesn't know how to talk to them or maybe feels uncomfortable or maybe, you know, has a different religious beliefs or whatever. What would you, what encouragement would you want to share with that parent today?
1: Well, you know, when it, was, when it was us and we were dealing with it, in the beginning, when I first uh, realized that my son was gay, I, um, I really didn't know anyone else who had gone through this. I didn't know how to react. I, I, I knew that I needed to embrace him and I needed to make it positive, but he wasn't ready to come out at that time. And um, as the years progressed and we had more opportunities to kind of let him know that we were okay with it, we did it every opportunity. In retrospect, I should have joined an organization like PFLAG, which is parents and friends of um, lesbian and gay students. And um, I think that they would have been able to offer me better advice and and a better means of communicating with Blaze so that we could have helped him to be more comfortable with who he was. He was still struggling with it in college. And um, I think we did everything as right as you can for for who we are and where we came from, mm-hmm. for being as uneducated as we were. We did the best that we could. We, we just loved him up. Regardless of that, we always acknowledged that it was just a small part of who he was and that there was a lot more to blaze than just that and didn't focus on it, didn't didn't care about focusing on it. But, you know, as a community here, I think that, that we all have a lot to learn about the LGBTQ community. I think that we are not doing enough. We just aren't um, in a lot of ways. And even the sex education that we're giving our children. I never had the talks with Blaze that I should have about the kinds of um, things that he should be um, thinking about as he entered into adolescence and sexuality. Because I'm not gay, I didn't talk to him about those issues that are probably more pertinent to people in his lifestyle it's just different and I could have protected him better. I wish I had talked to him more about, you know, meeting people on the internet and meeting people you don't know. And, and, uh, and, you know, I didn't do that. And I feel like that was a failure on my part. Um, So I hope that other parents are encouraged to not be afraid to have those conversations and to think about the things that, you know, that you're missing out on education that your children need. If you're just ignoring it, you really are. Yeah. Even if you don't know if your child's gay, you know, if they haven't come out to you, you. It's still, you know, we need to consider that we're missing an opportunity while they're still at home.
0: Hmm. Well, Jeannie, I just, I admire you and your husband Gideon and your, obviously your love for blaze and your children, your willingness to share your process with people. I admire your uh, authenticity of saying, I don't, you know, these things don't make sense. I'm angry, you know. I admire yeah. that. That's yeah. where you're at in in this process, and this journey, and uh, and it has uh, been great to be able to get a, a viewpoint of Blaze just by talking to you. Thank, um, thank you. you for sharing him with us, and and really with the whole world. So admire what you're doing with blaze it forward and we will obviously point everybody toward that so they can get involved as they as they'd like
1: i hope so yeah i'd like to see everybody blaze it forward and make kindness a priority in your life
0: i cannot imagine losing one of my children but i'm definitely inspired by how Jeannie and her husband gideon are honoring blaze and motivating other people to make a positive impact in the world in his name So I want to encourage you to go to their website, blazebernstein.org, and learn more about Blaze. Also, join their Facebook group. Search in the Facebook nav bar, Blaze It Forward, all one word, Blaze It Forward, and you can join their group and see all the ways that they're making a positive impact in the world. If you were inspired by this conversation with Jeannie, would you mind telling a friend that you listened to it on the Inspiration Rising podcast? Better yet, you can just Take out your phone, take a screenshot of this episode and then text it to a few friends who you think might find it inspiring as well. They'll actually see you as a source of inspiring content in their lives. Well, today, may you be courageous enough to create a safe place for your children, family, and those around you to share whatever's going on inside of them. And may your eyes be open to see those in need of a kind word or an act of kindness. We'll talk to you next time.